don't know why Yahweh did this, but I want to step in as a teacher tonight. And I wrote on the board the new heavens and the new earth. Awesome. The new heavens and the new earth. A lot of misinterpretation, a lot of misinterpretation of the word has come when we take the word, when we over-literalize the word. So I'm going to start off with Isaiah 65 verse 17. It says, Look, I create a new heavens and a new earth. And the former things, you see, you see, God says it's a new thing. Yes. And when it's a new thing, the church gets stuck and keeps going back to the former. So God says, the moment I say I do a new thing, he's saying forget the former. He's speaking the same thing in one sentence. He says, when I do a new thing, you forget the former. You don't hang on for dear life to the former because that's what we're familiar with. Uh huh. Hello? Have I got some? Yes. Yes. All right. So he says, I create a new heavens and a new earth. And now he says, he commands, the former things are not to be remembered. So if you walk in the new, you will not look like, smell like, taste like, speak like the former. He says, if you claim to really walk in the new, then the former won't even come to mind. Come on, somebody. Okay, so he says, I'm creating a new heavens and a new earth. We have the light. Can I have a cross, please? Right. So I'm just going to write on the board so you can remember. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yahweh for life for Islam. Can you put on pause? verse 17 says, I'm creating a new heavens and new earth. Now who thought that God is going to literally create a new heavens and new earth? I mean before you had revelation. Okay? Alright? Everyone's waiting for the rapture. Everyone's waiting for Jesus to come back and then there's going to be a new heavens and a new earth. Right? Oh yes, you see I knew tonight I had to preach on it because that's what Victoria saw when she read Okay. When he says, I'm creating a new heavens and a new earth, it is not a literal heaven and earth. Because God said the, lit the literal heaven and earth, I want to get to the scriptures, God says about the literal heaven and earth, Psalm 148, 4 to 6, and Psalm 104, verse 5. He says, the earth will never pass away. Amen. The earth is given to the sons of men. Yes. It will never pass away. Alright, it's going to get quite intense tonight. Oh. Alright. Oh. The earth is never going to pass away. Good. I know many of you come out of that teaching. Alright. Psalm 78 verse 69 says, The earth he has established forever. 
Genesis 8 verse 21, God said he would never again, listen to this, God said he would never again destroy any living thing. Now either God is a liar or he's the truth. Wow. Awesome. There goes that end time nonsense. God said he would never destroy another or any living thing. So God can be trusted. He keeps his word. Yes. Right? Yes. He says in Ecclesiastes 1 verse 4, the earth remains forever. Amen. Because one day when I was preaching, God said to me, Sharon, the earth is in the heavens. <laughs> Why? Because everything was born out oh. of God. Yes. God doesn't make something temporary. If he wants to end it, he has to send a flood which couldn't even end it. Mm. Not even the flood could make earth disappear. <laughs> <laughs> so the earth remains forever. Amen. You may as well stand up as a son and begin to take responsibility for where you have been placed. Amen. Isaiah 5 verse 7, sorry, 9 verse 7, of the increase of his government. So what is, what is God doing now with the Ecclesia? It's the apostolic government. It's not nice church and nice coffee anymore. It's moving into your apostolic government, which is from heaven to earth, not trying to get heaven on earth. It's understanding that you are a son of God. Yes. That places you, the word says, if you're a son of God, that places you at the right hand of the Father. Because you ascended with Christ. Yes. But all we do is we stay by the foot of the cross. Of course the cross was the start of everything. Amen. But the church is remaining there at the foot of the cross. Yeah. Right. So he says of the increase of his government. Now, now, now. He says, listen, listen, Matthew. He says, if we talk about his government, at the same time, I'm talking about peace. Awesome. Where his government rules, it settles the matter. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You see? Oh. Where his government rules, who is the government? <laughs> who is the government? The Ecclesia. Of the increase of his government. Okay, so, as, okay, so Isaiah 9 verse 7 says, if there's an increase of his government, if there's an increase of his authority, if there's an increase of his power, then guess what is also going to increase?
Where we go wrong with the interpretation of scripture is when we're looking for a physical fulfillment of 2 Peter 3 and Revelation 22. Because we don't understand apocalyptic language. You know what changed my mind about this? Is when I went into the Old Testament, this is why God is saying we've got to open and go into a Hebraic mindset. So just study what was the original language of the Bible, which is Hebrew. It is a total different understanding. So he says, I mean, in the Old Testament scripture, the concept of heaven and earth is not physical. It's not talking about a physical heaven and earth. So if you look for, if you over literalize the Bible, your interpretation will be off. Yeah. It's all picture, and most of it is picture language. It's the way they spoke. Now God says, he conceals things, oh. but it's the kings that will seek it out. Yes. It's to the honor of kings to seek out the mysteries of God. Right? So, in the Old Testament, when it speaks about heaven and earth, it was a way of speaking. Oh. Let's look at the teaching of Jesus. So, I want to ask you, has heaven and earth passed away? No. No. So what did Jesus say? Most of us know that the old covenant has passed away. We are not under rules and regulations and um, behavior modification. I call it behavior modification. Now grace has taken us into the ministry of the Spirit, which is the latter glory. Hello. The ministry of the Spirit is the latter glory. Yes. Right? So most of us agree that the old covenant has now been done away with. Few believers are going to deny that Jesus did away with the new, the old and he's brought in the new. So if you believe the old covenant has passed away, then you must believe that heaven and earth has passed away. Let's read the words of God. Jesus. Think not that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I came not to destroy, but to fulfill. For I say to you, till heaven and earth, listen, till heaven and earth pass away, not one job or one title of the law, all right, shall pass away. Till all be fulfilled. Did you hear what Jesus said? He said heaven and earth will pass away. So, did you notice? Jesus said heaven and earth had to pass away before the law could pass away. <laughs> he did say it. Come on. So obviously, the physical heaven and earth, we know, hasn't been destroyed, but we know that at the cross, he took away the former. Amen. He took away the former. He said that you have, it's obliterated. You have nothing to do with it anymore. Awesome. All right. So if we understand that heaven and earth is literal, physical, then it means the law is still in effect. Ah. So since physical heaven and earth still exist, it must be true that the former has gone. Yes. The old has passed. Yeah. Let's look at the Greek meaning of the word new. It means new in kind, yeah. as opposed to just another heaven and earth. Yeah. 2 Peter 3 verse 13 says, God promised us a new heaven and a new earth. Charles, he says a new heaven and a new earth. He says, but in the new heaven and new earth, you know what's going to 
dwell in the new heaven and new earth? Righteousness. Amen. And righteousness came by who? Yeshua. By Yeshua. Romans 10 verse 6 says, he says, why are you looking for where's God? Where's God? I can't find God. You know, God feels so far away. Because Romans 10 verse 6 don't say in your heart who will go into heaven to bring Christ down. We're not looking for the Christ in the heaven because he is now within you. We know what those scripts. The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. Mm. Isaiah 2 verse 2. Listen, the last days doesn't mean the last days. It means that after Christ, the former has now gone and everything is now new. Yes. So he says the government of God, the mountain of God, is going to be recognized in the earth. What's going to be what's going to happen in these days? The government of God is going to be recognized. Because the sons of God are waking up. The church needs to wake up. So he says, in these, and I say latter days, the mountains, speaking of the government, the ecclesia, the called out ones, the remnants that understand now, we are the apostolic government of God on the earth. We are this government that is talking about the heavenly structure now on earth. Exactly. Listen to what he says, what is supposed to happen now. He says, in these days, the mountain, the government of God, which the church, which the church must wake up to, yes. will be seen, established as the power, Good. as the power in the earth that shifts nations, that changes nations. Yes. Come on, I'm just trying to break open scriptures that we know. So if the, if the latter glory comes upon us, he says it's going to be an authority and a power and a, government, a governmental authority that shifts situations, that shifts nations. People are going to see that we can shift things in the spirit and he says the nations are going to flow. Amen. Nations are going to come to you Amen. and ask you how, how do you do it? When he says this mountain of God, this government of God is going to be the highest. He says governments are again. Leaders in government are going to come to the church as soon as the church wakes up. Like they used to do before in the old in the Bible days, yeah. none of the leaders in government would move unless they heard from the prophets, the church. Yeah. Ecclesia means it's a high governmental structure. Yeah. Okay. As I do receive, and many people are going to come and say, so God says what he's doing in this day, raising up the Ecclesia, many are going to say, come, come, let's throw in, let's throw in everything we have into this government, into this mountain. For out of Zion, there's going to come revelation. Zion is the source of revelation. It's the city of God. It says, you have now come into this city. 
Revelation 21 verse 1 says, I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. You hear that? Is it literal? Do we still have the sea? So if it's not a literal heaven and earth, then it's not a literal sea. The word used for sea in the Hebrew is the word ta'asa, which is a prolonged form of the primary Greek word salt. He's speaking about the sea. Which sea is salt? The Dead Sea. The Dead Sea. I'll read it again. I saw a new heaven. So John was taken into the spirit and he saw, he saw that new heaven. He saw the new earth. Because the former things have now passed away. There was no more sea. Is there still a sea? Yep. Right. So the word, Hebrew word or Greek word for sea is the word halsey, which is salt. So given the salt content, the dead sea is a good match for this Greek word. So what does the sea talk about, the dead sea? It speaks of death. It synchronizes with verse 4. He will, now listen here, I'm going somewhere. Okay. So, there will not be no more sea. And the word is salt. What is the problem with the Dead Sea? It is full of salt. So, he's, you see how the Bible is talking in imagery, not literal? Yes. Now he says, verse 4, And he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Here it comes. And eliminate death. That's amazing because I recently read somewhere that the Dead Sea is, not, is losing its salt content. It's not as dead as it used to be, if I could put it that way. Really? That's just you can't float in it that much anymore. <laughs> yeah, everything's changing in nature. Mm. All right, but it's called the Dead Sea. Why? For a reason. It's full of salt. So here he says in verse 4, the sea will pass away. What he's trying to get your attention to, yeah. he's saying in this latter glory, when the church wakes up to the full stature of Christ, Christ within me is not going to be a hope anymore. It's going to be the manifestation of no more death. Amen. Awesome. Awesome. And the time is now. Yeah. Woo! The pain of wounds will no longer exist, for the old order has ceased. Awesome. Because if the, if the Dead Sea is losing salt content, that means it's becoming alive. Everything. That's it. Everything that's happening in nature. Yeah. It's parallel with what's happening in the spirit. Oh, exactly. Because creation is waiting, not for the second coming. <laughs> creation is not waiting for the destruction of heaven and earth. Creation is longing for the frequency, vibrations, and dimensions of the Christ. Yes. In you. So the new heaven and new earth is not something created. The new heaven and earth is the manifestation of the sons of God walking in the glory of God. The new heavens and the new earth is the manifestation of the sons of God walking in the latter glory, which has nothing to do with the former glory. Because the former glory, Moses covered his face. What most people don't realize is Moses didn't cover his face so they couldn't see the awesome glory. The Bible says Moses covered his face because it was a fading glory. Yes. Exactly. Yep. But now, 
actually, uh, my face, because you will die. Mm -hmm. Because you are still in your flesh. Yeah. Your flesh nature. It can't handle the glory. But now, you are born of the Spirit. Yeah. And now I can unveil and you can see me face yeah. to face. Yeah. And you are now changed and transformed into what you are looking at. And what you are looking at yeah. is the latter glory which has no death in it.
was glorified. When he died and he was resurrected, his body was glorified. Yes. His body was glorified. Yes. So he says, why don't you reckon yourself as having died and been risen exactly as I am because you are a son of God. Awesome. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Co-revealed. So, as his life reveals you, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, he says, you the unveiling, you the unveiling of what happened at the cross. You are the unveiling, you the fruit of what happened at the cross. As his life reveals you and you get this, and you get this revelation, then you will produce exactly the same as what he produced. A glorified body. He says, when this is revealed to you, you will reveal him. Same stature. You see, because Jesus transcended all natural laws that brought him water because they wanted wine and he turned it into wine. They play, they, he walked on water and the gravity or the oh. had no effect on him. Mm. Come on, somebody. Oh. <laughs> when he is revealed to you, when he is revealed to you, yeah. you will reveal him. Oh. Amen. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> because he didn't say, I'll walk with you. He said, I'll walk in you. Amen. Yes. Oh. Huge difference. Huge difference. And he said, I'll walk in you, in your, in your temple, which is your flesh body. And he said, and I'm not just going to do that. I'm going to put the spirit of my, the spirit. Oh. My spirit is now going to come upon your flesh. Amen. <laughs> So now body, soul, and spirit, body, soul, and spirit, when his body, his soul, and his spirit is revealed, then my body, and my soul, and my spirit will reveal him. I'm sorry, I'm not settling for anything less. It's now being revealed. Uh, religion can't lie to me anymore. Oh, yes. I'm not listening to nonsense. Yes, amen. So now there's a different set of laws operating on the earth through the sons of God. Oh, yes. Because where are we receiving our harvest from? From the kingdom that is within. The one that has no end. The one that has no end. There's, there's no kingdom coming. Oh, let your kingdom come. No, there is the kingdom come. <laughs> the kingdom, Matthew, the kingdom was seeking a flesh body. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Do you know how important your body is? Wow. The kingdom could only come in a flesh body. Yeah. Because it's spirit. Because it's spirit. 
Now as above, so below. As within, as within, so without. Now you can't hide anymore and say, I'm done human. You're not your divinity. His, his body, his nature, his spirit emerged with him. It infused. He infused his spirit, his body, and his soul. He incarnate. The Holy Spirit said to me, to, he said, the reincarnation of Yeshua works like this. He reincarnated himself into your body, soul, and spirit. This is not for religious minds. Yeah. The moment we say I'm only human, that means you're denying the you spirit. Only cannot do that. Sure. Yeah. Rather say I am spirit. spirit. Amen. I'm only spirit. Sure. Wow. <laughs> so heaven is not a place. Heaven is the atmosphere and glory of God in your flesh body. Thank you, Father. In your flesh body. It's the glory of the 
spirit upon your flesh. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Because he says Christ in you. You see now, we're always talking about Christ in you, the hope of glory. Hello, we're not in the days of the hope anymore. Exactly. We're not in the days of the hope anymore. Oh, he says hope will. He says if it manifests, why then, why then do you still hope for it? That was the farmer. <laughs> I mean, it's like God's keeping this carrot in front of you. <laughs> See this wonderful, healthy carrot? But you can never have it. I'll just show you to Because one day, someday. Maybe never. Maybe never. <laughs> yes, maybe never. That's why the more we come into a place like this where we engage his glory. Where it's not about a man preaching. It's not about a people in a ministry. It's about him. Oh, yes. Yes. It's about unlocking and releasing the glory of God so that people can step in and have an encounter in his glory. Do you want to know, Charles, you know there's a scripture that says um, the same spirit. Now I want to ask you, where did this spirit enter into? The body was dead in the grave, right? Where did the spirit enter into? Into the dead body, right? Hello? He says the power of that same spirit that rose a dead body back to life. Not only back to life, but back to a glorified body. Oh, Jesus. He says that same spirit that rose in front of the dead to receive a glorified body, that same spirit Amen. dwells in you. And if you can wake up and get revelation, transformation will come because that same spirit is now speaking to your dead cells and your yes. dead body and saying, come alive, yes. come alive, be raised from the dead. Stop glorifying death. Mm-hmm. All these funerals. Sorry, it's a, it's 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 yeah. culture. Yeah. The Bible says you make the word of God of no effect because you want to hang on to culture. Oh. Yep. There's beautiful things in every culture. Beautiful things. Yeah. Beautiful things in every culture. But and I'm telling you. It's greater in Yahweh. When there's a glorification of death, I ask myself. Yep. Yep. Even my mom, when she passed away, I was upset. Very upset with the family. But I didn't have the say. They want to have this funeral service, go to the graveyard. I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm not of this system. Oh. I'm not born of this world. Mm. I come from another oh, yeah. realm called the spirit. Mm. So we comfort one another and let the dead bury the dead. Mm. Amen. But there's a glorification of death. The human beings glorify death. Mm. <laughs> when Jesus said, if you can now understand that my body my flesh body. <laughs> yes. This is my flesh body. Step into the glory. Mm. Receive the glory. And now I cannot die any longer. Mm. So now he says, hey, do you want this revelation? He says, now you will eat me. Mm. Mm. We 
You know, he didn't have communion for a long, long time. Because my brother, nothing on the outside can change. can do anything for you. Yeah. Nothing. But when you get the revelation of why you do what you do, then it becomes powerful. Exactly. So if you don't want to have communion, I'm fine with that. You don't have to. Communion is, are you receiving what Christ did for you at the cross? Are you getting increased revelation of your sonship? Are you getting increased revelation of who he is? Because he says when he is revealed, then it will reveal who you really are. Awesome. That is communion. Not the physical elements. Yes. Amen. You know why I didn't have it? Because it was tradition. I don't want tradition in this place. Exactly. But what, I mean, we haven't had communion in many years. And then Yahweh said to me, there's so much mystery about the body of Christ. So I call it mystical communion. Amen. Awesome. What is the mystery? Hey, God, listen, I see God. When I read the scripture, I always say, I see God through every generation. He's so excited. He's so excited. This just has to come at the right time. In the fullness of time, he says. In the fullness of time, Jesus came. Amen. Yes. God doesn't live in time. No. But things had to happen as the prophets foretold. So that when the right time came. In this realm, yeah. He went to the cross. He died a natural death. He took on flesh and blood so that you can be raised up in a new heaven oh. and a new earth, which includes a new body. Amen. So he says, this spirit that rose Jesus from the dead yeah. is now changing your DNA. Oh, yeah. You see, ascension is all about, do you know what repentance is? It's not like what we made it in the church. Repent. Repent. It's not. Repent means come into another consciousness. Become Christ conscious. That's ascension. Ascension is where the when the dimensions of Christ, everything that he is, be, is beginning to be revealed to you Amen. and inside of you. Amen. That's ascension. When Christ is revealed, that's ascension. Because your mind, I want to tell you some news. Your mind controls your life. Your mind creates your life. That's why I said change your mind. Change your mind. Come up higher. That's ascension. Come up higher. That's ascension. Arise out of your prostration. Stand to arise from the foot of the cross into the glory. Arise and shine into your new glorious body, into your new glorious spirit. Arise and shine for your light has now come. So our focus is not the darkness. He says, this light, this light expels. Yep. It doesn't ask darkness to leave. 
false humility. Oh, I don't want to steal his glory. <laughs> it's false. Don't be false. Stop being false. I'm faking. I'm faking. When he placed Christ in you, he said that's the glory. Amen. He said, now, can you reveal his life? What did he do? Signs, wonders, mm. miracles. Oh, yes. He, he, he uh, transcended the natural laws. Mm. But you see, if your revelation of God is just what you've heard in church, you can only go as high as your mentor. That's why people rebel out of churches. Because they're hungry for more. Yeah. So you've got to step into the more. Oh. Not mourn those leaving. You've got to step into the more. Come up higher, John. Yeah. Mm. I'm going to show you I the pattern, the protocol of heaven. And you're going to erect the city. Now, I've, I've brought you into the city. So I'm going to reveal the protocol. I'm going to reveal the pattern of heaven. And you're going to reveal it on this side. I just want this thought came from your way, so I want to read it exactly like I put it here. So I just want to repeat again the glory of God in creation oh. is seen. Oh. Why did he come from the unseen? Because they had a problem with this invisible God. They said, well, this unknown God. So he said, right, let me reveal myself to them. Then he came and they said, oh, no, come on now. Oh, it's Joseph's brother, man, two legs. You go to the toilet, you, you get dressed in the morning, your breath smells, you have to brush your teeth. No, you just look like one of us. How can you be the Messiah? Because the glory, the word was made flesh. Amen. Yeah. They couldn't handle the truth. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Oh no, you look too normal. Oh, Jesus. You had to go to school, learn how to do the trade. But oh my goodness. When the Spirit came upon you, the word says it remained. Awesome. When the Spirit came upon him, it remained because it says, you see, the Spirit comes upon you because you are anointed. Awesome. So he was the anointed one. He carried the unbegotten light. He carried the unbegotten life. He carried, he carried the unbegotten love. And the Spirit said, that's it. He's my son. This is my son in whom I'm well pleased. And he came down and the spirit, John saw it. John said, now John, Jesus looked so normal that God had to say to John, come on, God had to say to John, John, the one upon whom you see, Oh, is that how I will recognize Lord? Is that how I will recognize the Son? They're carrying the Spirit. They're carrying the glory. They're carrying the anointing in normal two legs and flesh. Jesus. Not that apostle that comes through. In a suit that costs 5,000 rand. Everyone thinks, yeah, Papa. <laughs> no, I didn't give birth to you. I'm not your mama. Yes. I don't want to be because I don't have that responsibility for Hallelujah. Amen. No. I know it's a way of respect. I see I said to Joshua, don't call me Hama. No. He said, I want this glory. I got to oh, yes. so for him it's like mm. you know, he's just acknowledging something. 
So I'm not criticizing, I'm just saying. So the glory of God, the glory of God, the latter glory. God throughout all the ages was waiting. He was waiting for the Son that would be the seed. So I thought about it. This seed, because he says this word, this word is the seed. He said this word became flesh. So he says this incorrupt, he says this seed is the incorruptible seed. So what has entered you? The seed to produce the incorruptible seed. To overtake corruption. Yes. The seed for more. But the more they show you your corruption, the more you create corruption. Yeah. Because he says, but if I can reveal oh. his life to you, uh-huh. that there's no separation, that he's the glory, the mirror you look into. If I can reveal that to you, keep looking into the glory. Keep yes. looking is what you will now become and reveal. Amen. Amen. So Jesus had to come in flesh and blood. He had to become a mortal body. To reveal the man in the body with the glory. He says, you are the target of God to carry the glory. Amen. He said, otherwise, if you don't carry the glory, I remain unseen. That is so spot on. If you don't reveal my glory, I remain unseen. Now we sing that to Oh. Wow. But the unseen God, the unknown God, said he became seen. He came into the realm of the sin. He wanted to be seen. And God says, this is the mystery. You can't understand it. That Yeshua came. He was a carpenter's son. He wasn't even the king in the palace, son. Plain, simple carpenter, nobody wanted, you know. A nobody. But the nobody was the son of God. Yes, amen. That's why he says, now, can you understand that your body is the temple? Yes. Don't preach death. You die tonight. I don't preach that stuff. It's preaching this. You heard up until now. I preach life. Amen. Getting people saved. It's not, hello, you need Jesus, you're a sinner, and then they pray a prayer. No, no, it's the revelation of Christ in them. Exactly. Friends, things have changed. I'm not an evangelistic church. I'm raising up something a mature statue of the Christ. Amen. Pioneer of sonship. Um, okay. So your body is very important. I think, wow, thank you, Naomi. Ascending, descending has to do with this. Mm. Yeah. Jacob's ladder, see it as your DNA actually looks like that. 
Go on and on. 